Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm sorry that we have left you waiting for these past few weeks. You're like, it's the top of the month, Cheryl and Clarice, where the fuck is the disco biscuit? So, here it is. We are, in fact, alive, and we're ready to be back with our people. Yes, back with the people. Thank you for being here today. I'm your host, Cheryl. And I'm Clarice. And this is Disco Biscuits for the People. Good stuff, good stuff. Today we have a a very interesting kind of episode for you today. Uh, Clarice and I decided that we didn't want to give one specific Disco Biscuit We've had so many things going on in our minds lately and can't channel that into into one thing. And so we decided, what are we going to do, Clarice? Well, it's, it's actually, um, you know, quite good that you asked because we actually have a list of questions. And these are um, a researcher came up with these 36 questions to make you like closer with anyone. And we thought it would be a fun idea to explore them, ask each other some questions. You'll get to learn more about us. We'll get to learn more about each other. And then you can have these questions too that are on your mind to ask, you know, anyone else in your life. And we thought it would be just kind of a fun little episode, you know, a break from the intense disco biscuits for you guys. Yes, exactly. Bring some levity and light into the disco biscuits which you know as of course we try to lace into every episode but specifically today we just wanted to have some carefree fun so why don't we get started with it Clarice do you want to ask the first question absolutely um so Cheryl I would like to know would you like to be famous in what way Oh, that's really interesting that you asked that one because I was actually talking about that with my friend the other day because he's like, I would like to be famous, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to do the work that it takes to get famous. Like, I just want someone to make me famous and just like to get famous. So, and, and he talks about being famous a lot and I'm like, I think you really want to be famous. And he'll ask me about it and I'm like, no. I don't really care to be famous. If, you know, like, whatever famous means. Like, no, I don't want to be Hollywood famous. No, thank you. That sounds like an absolute... You don't want to be a Kardashian? No, I could barely keep up with myself, let alone all those Kardashians. I don't even know how many the (laughs) fuck there are. Like, their bullshit is ridiculous. It's insane. Absolutely So definitely not that. If I was, like small if I became like small scale famous just because like I you know had a group of yogis or other hippies that we all congregated and hung out together but like you know not the ideal western fame so So what you're saying is you would like to be a famous uh, yogi guru and lead the people (laughs) I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that because like that's a lot of pressure like that's a lot to carry and a lot put on me and then people are like looking up at me and they're like Rachel, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing the oh, best dear, I can. Great, Cheryl. Oh, uh, you know, Cheryl, whatever the fuck my name is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 
So long story short, no, I, I don't I don't believe that I would like to be famous. <laughs> Excellent answer. Oh, okay. Closer already. Closer already now that you've identified my true name. <laughs> Clarice, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? What an interesting question. Um you know, I I actually I don't. I've never had a thought where I'm like, I know, like I just feel like this is going to be how I will die. But I've definitely had some like impulsive thoughts in a non-suicidal way like you're just looking off like a massive cliff and you're just like what if I jumped like what what would happen to me yeah um that's kind of unrelated to the question but actually I'm sorry to be boring but I do not have a secret hunch about how I <laughs> that's not boring I'm glad that you brought that up because I've talked about that with people before um because that that happens to me too where you're just like driving your car and you're like what if I just ran into a pole like what you know it's not like you would actually do those things but like yeah and i've talked to a lot of other people who also say the same thing you're crazy because everyone's like no i i've talked to people and they're like no i i haven't really had those like thoughts but that's more i have i have other ones too where um if i'm like in a classroom i'm always like what would happen if i just like stood up and threw my desk at the professor yes and oh my gosh. Like, i've never had that thought and i'm like what but like what would happen though right i think about that like when when i was in school and we were taking exams all in a room together i'm like what would happen because it's so quiet I'm like what would happen if i just stood up and started screaming like all of a sudden <laughs> i was like or like you just you're tired of it you get on your desk and you're like (laughs) like what like what would they do what would they do they're like rachel sit down you know i yeah i just have those like impulsive things that come into my mind but i don't know i think other people have that too but maybe they don't realize it i don't know i'm glad you say that though i think they do i think it's just like a, a faux pas to talk about like if you don't know someone that well, I feel like it sounds kind of weird if you're like, yes, I look at cliffs and I often think about think jumping about off. <laughs> you know, it doesn't come off the grid. Like, uh oh, do we need to get you some mental support? <laughs> um, all right, Cheryl, let's, let's see. Um, oh, this is an interesting question, actually. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Why? Wonderful. Um, Great question. That's a good one. It depends on who I'm calling or who I'm on the telephone with. If I'm calling um, a company that I want to work for, a response to an interview, um, you know, anything like that, I, I will definitely rehearse, if not have something written down that I want to say and everyone has a telephone voice you know uh, I love that's what I love like hearing people's telephone voice when they answer a call and it's someone you know of mild importance and they're like oh hello yes I do have those documents like I'll get them to you ASAP and you know their whole demeanor and body language changes so if it's something like that yes I'll I'll rehearse it I'll walk through it Um, but Typically, and I don't write out like a whole like, this is verbatim what I'm going to say. Same thing when I go in person to interviews, like I'm a bullet point type person because I can fluff so much. So I'm like, uh, I'm the same way. Like yeah. if I write it all down, I actually like do worse. Yeah. Yeah. 
even like if I'm giving like a public speech, I can't write down the whole speech yeah. because like I'll be tempted to memorize it. And then if I memorize it and I drift off, then you're like, what's the line? Oh, I mean, sorry. I know. Yes, <laughs> me too. And, and it's kind of funny because like you feel yourself in that moment and you pull from the energy that you're receiving then and then other great things come about it. And so like, I like just having those little bullet points of things, but but if I'm just like calling you up or, you know, Joe Schmo, or just like give him a call and I'll be like, yo, what's up? Mm, don't do that, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right, ooh, this is, this is gonna be a good one. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Wow, what what an interesting question. Upon first thought, I thought like, well, there's a lot I would change, but then I thought about it a little bit deeper in the last 10 seconds that you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, you really have thought about that. I actually don't know that I would necessarily change anything because like I would be a different person like there there was a lot that I went through as a child and like no need to get into like the nitty-gritty of it but like there was a lot of tough times for me and I feel like if I erased any of it or I erased any of the mistakes I made and I made quite a few of them I wouldn't be me and I, I really like who I am now so I, I gotta say no to that one. I just, I just don't, I don't want to be someone else. That is so beautiful. I love how you answered that. That's <laughs> lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. All right. Um, let's see. All right. Oh, there's a lot. Let, oh, here we go. This one, this one gets gets into it. Okay. Uh, when did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? Like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, when was the last cry- time I cried yeah. by myself? Sorry, oh it was my gosh. Kind of weird, and I can understand the confusion. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, this question is funny because I've asked this question uh, to a lot of people. Like, I use it as one to get to know people. Um, and it's pretty funny because last time I asked a friend this, I was like, when's the last time you cried? And he's like, oh, five years ago when a super traumatic thing happened. And he was like, when's the last time you cried? I was like, um, yesterday, <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's how energy moves through me is through tears. And whether the happy tears are sad tears or angry tears, like I cry very often. So the last time I cried in front of someone was, um, I believe when my friend RJ was here just a couple weekends ago, we were like tapping into some really great frequencies um, and we were both very open and uh, yeah, and I just, I was just crying and bawling. Um, Last time I cried by myself, honestly, like it probably was like yesterday or two days ago or something. Oh, you know what? Like, the last time I cried in front of someone, I cry almost every time at this yoga practice that I go to. Like, every shavasana is so fucking powerful. And I've been singing with the song bowls there at the end of classes. And I I cry at the end of every shavasana. So, so like, multiple times a week. <laughs> so, 
it's so beautiful and like oftentimes people don't like take that for granted because like I have I don't know why but like I have a lot of trouble crying I feel a lot of emotions but like for some reason I can't let it out and like I'm like I'm always envious of people who can just let it out and oh, I'm sure goodness. like our listener might be as well but that's very beautiful and, and you should always embrace being able to cry everyone out there yeah Yes, I think I think it is really beautiful. It was challenging for me growing up because I was always the most emotional person in my family, and there's always things as as kids, and you're told not to cry, or to not do this, and so you know that was challenging for me sometimes when that was the way that it moved through me. And the other, on the flip side, like when I was younger, I I didn't know how to. Um, I would cry like hysterically. And I'd be like, you know, heaving and trying to get catch my breath. And like, so I don't have cries like that anymore. I have had them. And then it's like centering that and using that energy, but like still appropriately breathing and allowing it to move through. So it's interesting how like, even once you release it, there's, there could be a way to be releasing it too. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very, that's a very beautiful answer, I think. Okay, let's see. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh my god. Wow. <gasps> Honestly? I, I don't know. I, I'd have to say the greatest accomplishment of my life would be... It's not like a materialistic thing, but more um, like coming into my own. I feel like I, for like the age that I am, comparatively to other people my age, I've really like... Which is 35 for all of you who didn't know. Yes, I'm I'm an active 35-year-old. An active 46-year-old white woman. (laughs) Yes, that's me living in the... London. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's been a big accomplishment for me is coming into my own and understanding who I am and what I want to do in this world because I am very passionate about helping other people. I, I want to delve deeper into the field of psychology. I want to change this world whether that means changing one person's life like it doesn't matter I want to help people out there and to me that's an an accomplishment in itself like figuring that out and like knowing sort of what my drive is here on planet earth so that's what I gotta say like love it too materialistic like I I don't know that's that's kind of it beautiful it's gorgeous yeah all right um Let's see. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Could tell me the truth about anything in my life that's going on. Hmm. I guess a better question like would you want to know anything see that that was my first thought I'm like I don't think so (laughs) I don't think I would want to know because it kind of goes to what you were saying about like what would you want to have changed because just the pure fact of knowing something um totally changes the course of of how it all occurs like 
then going to the death question like if you knew how you were going to die would that then cause you to have like it, okay if you knew you were going to be run over by a boss I feel like there's a movie like this if you knew you're going to be run over by a boss like would you be terrified crossing the street all the time because you're just scared for the time that you're going to be run over by a boss you know or like if yeah, you like how would that change your your actions like do you right. think that would make someone live every day to the fullest or do you think that it would just make someone like purely anxious because they know that they're gonna die by bus? totally i think it really depends and i think it that also gets kind of laced into the question of like would you would you like to know when you're going to die or how you're going to die because like some people you know some people when their parents have a particular um disorder and then it's very genetically linked like um the movie still alice she had an early onset alzheimer's and like her children could get dna tested to see if they're going to be predisposed to it and there's a lot of the you know in a turmoil of like do i go through the testing like would you rather know that you have the predisposition and that you will f- develop early onset alzheimer's or would you prefer to not know and just continue to live your life at the fullest so i think it really depends for person to person like what it would do for them you know i agree but i feel like i i agree like knowing in general would definitely mess up the course i think so and so like even if it's just something on the small scale of like if i had if i knew the truth about like what i was going to you know like what my career was going to be for the next 15 years like you know anything like that because yeah i'm in pa school and like so i hope to be a pa but like is that necessarily what's going to be set in stone in the case for 15 years? You know, if you knew that, like, will that change how I go about what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis or year-to-year? Right. You know, and then so... And that, that could change everything. Like, uh, going off of that, like, would you rather um, know, if you had to pick one, would you rather know, like, when you're going to die or how you're going to die? I think I'd rather know when. How about you? I definitely think I, I would rather know when like the details would stress me out for sure um yeah but like i knew when you know it would also be stressful <laughs> but at least if it was like in the next year like I- i'd be living every day right 100 uh, percent. and even if it were in the next like 40 years like still living every day to that fullest and like i think there's something beautiful in that whereas you know knowing how that how you're going to die like we were talking about before like if I knew I was going to die because someone pushed me off a cliff like I would never go near a cliff so yeah exactly and you would be constantly anxious about it because you wouldn't know when it was going to happen you would just right. know how but yeah very, very interesting I like that that's that's a good one okay let's see Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Oh, I. Wow, that that that's a good one. I wish I had someone whom I could share. I I want to say like. I don't know. Share like. Like, I want to say share my experience, but I, I'm sharing my experience with, like, a lot of people every day in my life. Right. So, like, not necessarily. I'd say I, I would want to find someone to share, like, my, um, like, personal thoughts, and I'd want them to, like, get it. You know, oftentimes, 
you can tell someone a story about your life, a story about who you are, like how you identify, and like they they are receptive to it, but they don't get it. Like I'd want someone right. who could share that with me. Like they would understand and they would be able to reciprocate it, and we'd have that like deeper understanding. I th- I think that's often harder to find um, in somebody, and like going along with that, they would also be there to share experiences with me as they would like they would understand and we'd be able to have that line of communication but that that is that would be nice yeah that's cool i like that yeah um let's see if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Mind. Wait, wait, wait. My mind or body is that of a 30-year-old? When I'm 90? For the last 60 years of your life, and you'll live until you're 90. Oh, okay, so I'm 30, and then I the next 60 years, do I want that mind or that body? Oh, okay, so that I change that, like... Because at first I was like, well, I, I'm not in vain. Like, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily, like, care if my body's the way that it was when I was 30. And I was, so I was thinking mine. But, like, I want my mind to continue to grow. And I don't want to be, because, like, where my mind has grown so much in the past 25 years, like, I wouldn't want it to stay here for the rest of my existence, you know? So I think yeah. I would like to keep the body then I guess and then allow the the mind to continue to grow and gain that wisdom that it would I think that's what the question's asking I think so too I just want like it's just interesting because like I I I don't know I'm gonna be honest I don't know who would answer that they would want the mind mind of a a 30 year old yeah because like if you are 90 and and that's like you know, your, your friends are also 90, you're, you're basically in the state of life with a lot of other people as, like, a senior citizen, would you really want to, like, have the mind of a right. friend or not no. have that life <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, what I originally thought your question was, um, because I was thinking about this, like, when you get older, would you rather your mind or your body go first? And my my body for sure, like seeing witnessing people who've gone through dementia, it it's just it's so sad when they're going through those phases like where they have early dementia and delirium where they're like they don't really know what's going on, but they also do and being aware of you losing your mentation. So that's why that's why I thought it was going originally. But that's a very yeah, that's a very interesting question. I want the mind of a thirty-year-old when I'm <laughs> seventy. Yeah, well, like that would be crazy. I don't know. In- interesting that you know whoever like researched this was like, wow, that's a that's a very essential question to yeah. getting close to someone. Um, I like but, I that. mean, it is a, it is a food for thought, I guess. It is a food for thought. Okay, this is a longer question. I haven't read it through yet, but I'm going to read it through for the first time as I ask you. All right. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. 
After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save one item. What would it be and why? Wow. That is a crazy thing to think about. Um, one item. I, I genuinely... Don't have like a very concrete answer for you because like I don't have a lot of like material items that I th- I think would be like that necessary. Like in the case that my house went on fire, I saved like all the love loved people, all the uh, pets and stuff. Like I don't think there'd be one item that I would like run back and like need to grab. But, like, if I was in that situation, I would probably find, like, I feel like I have, um, like, passed down jewelry from, like, family. And yeah. I, I want to say that would be, like, the one thing I would grab just because it has meaning to it. Um, right. But, like, again, I, I don't have anything that material that's, like, so in, important to me. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think it would definitely, for me, it would definitely be something of sentiment. It'd be like photo albums or, you know, like a stuffed animal I've had since I was a kid or something that it it doesn't matter about the material. Like if you could buy it for $5 again, it's about the sentiment behind it. So I think that's what's... Right, yeah. yeah, I understand that's what it's asking, but like at the same time, I'm think I'm thinking about my um, house here, which which is probably different because like oh, I don't have yeah. anything of like too much value here, and like for the people listening, I'm I'm at a college house right now. There's nothing too like crazy I would grab, but like say it was my what if your parents' home, house, yeah, parents' house. Like I have I have so many photos. Um, and like memorabilia i think it would be hard like, I, when i think about that i'm like one item is that like one photo or like one photo album you know i think you can call it a photo album because if it's all together yeah, in one album grab, you can grab it all i'd probably grab a photo item or just a memorabilia that i could grab in the last second um, yeah i don't know interesting question yeah. All right. All right. Um, we'll have time for two more. You ask me one, I'll ask you the last one. That sounds. That sounds beautiful. All right. Um. Let's see. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? I just saw that one. <laughs> well, um... An interesting question. I I say the Holocaust and just, like, anything that's very anti-Semitic, just being a Jew, I, I've always been fairly sensitive to all of that, which is pretty interesting because, like, um, I forget his name, the guy who's Borat... Like, he, I didn't yeah. realize, the first time that I saw that movie, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this, I had to turn it off. I was like, this is absolutely awful. And I didn't realize that he was Jewish. Yeah, he's, he's Jewish. 
And like, I definitely know a lot of people who really like that movie. I've, I've personally never seen yeah, it. Yeah, people love it. And I don't know. Yeah, that, that for me, like, it just... It just hits too much of home. <laughs> I think that's not something that I like to joke about. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, that's perfectly valid. That's probably what I would say there. All right. Um, let's see. Last question. Ooh. Huh. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? one person I'm thinking just like all the people that I haven't really like explicitly in a while reached out and been like I love you so much like you are so meaningful in my life like and you've you've like meant so much to me like I can't think of one like personal thing that I haven't shared to someone that I would want to say I'm, I'm thinking more like I would really struggle with the fact that I didn't get to tell all the people who impacted my life and who Uh, made my life meaningful and who I care about that I cared about them and I love them including you which I love very much and you're so meaningful and I don't know what I would do without you oh Clarice me too I love you so much too that's beautiful I love it that's a great way to end just spread that love and you know with that you know a little tiny disco nibble for you just a little nibble a little taste if you're listening to this right now please tell at least someone in your life how much they mean to you and how much you care about them even if it's out of the blue like that's that's something that you should tell them today when you're listening yeah reach out to them send them a text message give them a phone call send them a brick through the window or owl messenger dove <laughs> whatever preferred method make sure you tell them you love them and that they mean a lot to you yeah and you know we love you all and we thank you for being here on another wonderful episode of disco biscuits for the people good night <laughs>